0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Max Danielson Show. I'm your host, Max Danielson, and joining me today is a guest that needs almost no introduction. He is the other part of Jam Sports. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jared Hedges. Jared, welcome on to the show, my man. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. Yes, sir. Um, so it's tradition around here that I ask, first of all, where you go to school, what you're planning to major in, and then also, what are your favorite sports teams? Um, unfortunately, we don't have a camera right now, or everyone could see that he is wearing a Dallas Stars Winter Classic
1: uh, shirt right now. So I'd say, well, I'm going to North Lake Community College right now. Uh, after next, next year, I will go to North Texas to major in uh, journalism you already know what I want to do, be a sports broadcaster. Whether yes, sir. It's, whether, it's ra- whether it's radio, TV, or even write newspaper articles. Now, what would you prefer? Let me ask you that. Uh, honestly, I could care less. Just one of those because I know they make money. Just in hockey, right? Yeah. Well, no. Like well, if no, I had I'm to, saying that's, like, your, your preference. Oh, yeah. Like, if I – if you know, hockey, baseball, football, soccer, yeah. all of that. You know, favorite team. You already know who my favorite team is, the Blackhawks, so –
2: well, I not mean, going so hot the, right
1: now. But the viewers don't know what your favorite teams are. Favorite hockey team or team in general is the Chicago Blackhawks. Do you have any other teams or just um you know, basically all the other teams that I like are all in the area just not the Blackhawks. Rangers, Ra- Cowboys, Rangers, Mavericks. Cowboys. I guess you could say the Mavericks. And... I
0: thought honestly you were a Bears fan like cuz I've seen I mean,
1: I like like I know it didn't go so hot this year, but I thought mitchell trubisky was going to have a uh, i think everyone did
0: honestly and, like he had a very badly le- a yeah, bad year
1: and i just kind of i was wanting to hop onto his bandwagon not saying that i was like you know a bears fan not like you know people are with lamar jackson because yeah. i didn't want to be like the one who was going to come on lamar jackson just like everybody was on patrick mahomes last yeah. year i didn't want to be that person i wanted to be somebody else
0: yeah um so i guess without further ado like I guess we were talking about this is a great transition into that the Winter Classic. Both of us got to experience it. It was So people have post concert depression. I'm having that with the Winter Classic cuz that yeah. was one hell of an experience.
1: You know, it got off to a not a great start. Yeah, in the game the first by the period. way ended
0: uh, with a score of 4-2 the Dallas Stars won against the Predators.
1: So, you know, you had great, you know, had 85,630 people and you know from the ceremonies you had Dan and Shay, you had Midland, you had all those country bands. I didn't I didn't really like Midland and Dan and Shay. They didn't no, do that. Well. I I didn't particularly care for them either, but you know in the they first they had just a lot of random yeah. things. They had like a
0: rodeo, they had pig races which incorporating I was the funny. fair the yeah, fair. Yeah, incorporating the fair. A lot of people were very confused about that, yeah. but if you're not from Texas, you don't understand that. Yeah, and that.
1: then um you know in the first period, you know Not even five minutes in. Not even three minutes in. Three minutes. I I didn't keep track of the scoreboard. Uh, Corey Perry took an elbowing major on Ryan Ellis, and lucky Ryan Ellis wasn't seriously injured. Got a game misconduct, so the Predators— took the walk of shame. The Predators (laughs) had a five-minute power play, and then not even a minute after that, Blake Como on the penalty kill— shot the puck over the glass for delay of game. Yeah. Five on three, Predators score, and then they scored and then they again. And they scored again. And at the end of the second period, the Stars finally got one, and it was crazy yeah. when they scored. It was the loudest. It was mayhem. You know, doing Dallas Stars goal song. That was yeah. the
0: loudest I've ever I don't ever know if that. you if you saw this on the NHL social media, but they posted when it was the national anthem. Oh, yeah. And when they did the Stars thing, it was like, it gave me goosebumps. Like oh, that yeah. was, it was a fun game to say the least. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I think we could both I could speak for both of us that we highly recommend you know, if you have the opportunity to go to Winter Classic it's, go to it's it. It's
1: something that you'll never ever forget. And the best part
0: was after the game there was an hour long line for Fletcher's corn dogs. Oh yeah,
1: even, now, even they, before the game.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, it took us like almost thirty minutes to find each other yeah. when we got to stay because uh, it was Fair like Park.
1: literally every portion of your body was touching somebody. Yeah, and that's how many people were there. it was literally stopping like it was. Honestly, from what I've been told by people, it was on the same level, if not worse, than what the OU Texas game is at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. There's that many people. You, you could, but then the
0: worst part is they blocked off so much in yeah. Fair Park, which, honestly, if they if they took away that, it wouldn't have been that packed. It really wouldn't. You would yeah. have at least had walking room, but they decided to block off like almost, I would say, maybe, what, two-thirds of Fair Park?
1: Yeah, because I think the, their problem was they didn't want, you know— People just roam wherever yeah. they wanted to,
0: but they kind of needed that, yeah. honestly. Yeah, and like and that's why I think Texas OU is like it's not that packed compared appear- to like it this doesn't one.
1: appear. I mean, it is. I know it's, it is. Well, but, the
0: stadium is packed for sure. That much, but like, but the pro- park. But they
1: have more room yeah. to
0: go. Plus, you also have to take into account for fair goers as well on yeah. that day. Well, actually, no, they can't because they need a ticket to even get in yeah. for that game. So and never then mind that. And the other
1: thing is, you know, going back to the game, it's, you know, f- for someone like Nashville, Nashville's not doing so good. Yeah. And you could compare the Winter Classic to, I guess, a playoff game. That's the way the that players. Was like the pl- it was playoff like, atmosphere. That's what the players feel like it is, you know, playing in front of. Eighty-five thousand people. on I mean, but the day. thing is,
0: like, they on average, like in a playoff game, they'll probably play in front of forty thousand, and they just doubled that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's even. It's it's crazy because it's like, yes, it's a regular season game. It's very important that the stars got the two points, and that third period was an amazing showing. They were controlling the press. Yes, they
0: were doing good. Now, the one thing I didn't like, and I know we talked about this a little bit after the game was that the ice the ice was pretty good to say the least yeah. but the only problem with it was the puck just couldn't stick oh, to it.
1: No, like the puck was hopping around. You could see around. if you if you you were paying attention like I don't know what you were doing between intermissions but you could see the people going out there oh yeah the ice I crew, saw it. filling in the yeah. like cracks. Yeah. And
0: I I, I never saw saw, I've never seen that before so like where, everyone was in my section yeah. was talking
1: about that. Where I was uh where I was seated I was on the first uh level. Right behind the goal that the Stars shoot twice. Mm-hmm. So in the third period, when the Predators are trying to pull their goalie, some I don't know who Stars player tried to shoot the puck all the way down the ice. Which it if was Jamie, it was at the American Jamie Ben, yeah, if it was at the American Airlines Center, it probably would have gone into the net. Yeah. But it was bouncing, and he didn't go. Yeah, like, it was
0: Jamie Ben on yeah. that one.
1: He talked about it in the post
0: game, and he said the wind took it. <laughs> um, but going on a little bit, so they also during the game announced the next Winter Classic, which is going to be in Minnesota. Yeah, state um state of that hockey. Gives, that gives the wild uh, little things less to be well, salty and it's about. it's kind of,
1: you know, we got the classic first. Yeah. We got the Stanley Cup first.
0: And, and we took their North Stars. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. Now, do you think they're going to be, do you think they're going to wear the North Stars jersey next year?
1: Honestly, I, I, I would not be surprised if they would. Because uh, I I don't know of a wild jersey that's classic enough. Yeah. Unless you go like back to
0: Minneapolis, Minneapolis, yes. like back in the day, like kind of what the Stars did. Yeah, but I just feel like they would go the. I've stars. heard
1: rumors that they're playing. They're playing at the Twins Stadium. Well, yeah, and which is going to be almost like two hundred percent less of what was at oh, the Cotton I Bowl. think a, a baseball stadium. I believe it's
0: 39, 39
1: or forty, something yeah. like that. So and it's at least less than half. Rumored that they are going to. It's either the Winnipeg Jets
0: or the Chicago Black or the Hawks. Chicago
1: Blackhawks again. <laughs> Because another thing people need to realize about, you know, this game. Yes, it did fantastic here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But did anybody else really watch the game? No, not many people That's did. the problem. That's is, a, Like, I
0: saw so many people on Twitter like, it's not really Winter Classic it's not snowing. I'm like,
1: that doesn't matter. No, and, like, and,
0: I get it matters, but, like, yeah.
1: it's the But for viewership, of, yeah. like, in New York, like, honestly, when they announced the Winter Classic here... I was expecting them to probably be playing either the Wild for due to rivalry, or they'd be playing the Blackhawks, yeah. the Penguins, the Flyers, the Maple Leafs. Somebody that has okay, well, you know, I want to watch Patrick Kane, Sidney yeah. Crosby, somebody like that. I mean, it was great. Or like don't give us something. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic game, but I just don't think it's I think it's one made... of
0: the best to go down and win yeah. a classic history. I don't think in they my made opinion. I
1: don't think they made a lot of money off of this game. Like here we did,
0: but I don't think the NHL did. Well, yeah, just because like the idea of it being in the south, everyone's yeah. like, "It's the summer classic." I'm like, "We have a winter here." Yeah, I mean, I get it doesn't get that cold, but sometimes. But it, does. it was
1: it was honestly perfect weather for an outdoor yeah. hockey game. Like and I thought it was going to be mid fifties. Like a typical NHL ice rink, it's like 60, 65 degrees inside. Yeah, inside, yeah. like it
0: doesn't matter that much. Yeah, and uh, people
1: and people fail to realize how the rinks are built outside. Yeah, they have coils under there to oh, make yeah. it freeze. That's what like I remember someone was asking me that. I
0: was like that's the science behind they're like oh i didn't know that like you you could honestly watch the time frame cuz
1: they had it on uh they had to redo the ice too yeah, at one point cuz it, it um cuz it rained i can't remember what day it was but it poured yeah and completely, completely yeah. ruined the ice and they had to redo it and it it's maybe only takes a day to redo everything yeah the ice it's really not that hard
0: yeah it's very interesting mhm so we'll move on here to a little bit about the nba not much um honestly besides the fact and a couple of weeks ago on the podcast I was hoping that we wouldn't have to break this news, but unfortunately this week, the uh, former NBA commissioner, David Stern, passed away at the age of 77 after a brain hemorrhage. Um, I know there were a lot of people that didn't like David Stern. I know a lot of uh, general managers, a lot of owners didn't like him, also a lot of players. Um, And during the draft, we saw he was basically perceived as the villain. But when you take a look back at David Stern's career, he was the man who saved basketball. Yeah, he saved basketball like NBA basketball as a whole when he took over. Yeah, if it wasn't and, for David Stern, we wouldn't have the NBA, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and it's always those people who commissioners, you you know, anywhere, every commissioner is going to get booed. Like yeah, hockey, football, football, especially, especially <laughs> yeah. football. It's it's like, like I don't
0: see it much with Adam uh, Adam Silver. But I think
1: Adam Silver is probably one of the most respected. Uh, yeah, he commissioners. is. But
0: for the NFL, ooh, oh no, yeah,
1: yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's not good that uh, you know David Stern passed away. It was he did quite a bit for the game. Yeah, he really did. It's just he didn't do it maybe the best. I know rates. Lakers fans have a thing against uh, him God. because of that whole
0: CP three trade. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, so we'll move on here to MLB. Um, unfortunately, some more uh, sad news was that I believe it was yesterday, or when the podcast goes up, it'll be Thursday uh, when Don Larson passed away at the yeah. age of ninety. One of the best pitchers to did ever I? pitch in and, the game. I remember he had that was it a perfect game yes. or no it was perfect game it, yeah, him
1: and yeah. well I guess if you want to put him in there, but him and Roy Halliday are the only people to I guess throw no hitters slash perfect game in postseason. Yeah. He did it I believe in nineteen fifty six on the That Yankees. sounds right. Yeah. I think he did. I could be wrong, but you know, he's one of the one of the best pitchers to ever pitch in the game. He's a yeah. Hall of Famer one multiple series both of these deaths like
0: of david stern and don larson on the same day i was like dang the sports world lost some big names
1: and you know just anytime you know people are you know those big guys that you know our family like our dads or our grandparents grew up watching those people are gonna start we're gonna start seeing those yeah seeing the decline with hank aaron willie mays you know, all those great baseball players and yeah they're just getting older and older and older
0: it's really sad man yeah. um I mean definitely the sports world started off on a really sad note um the rest of the world started on a good note and then like yeah literally two days in World War three pops up on Twitter <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh that'll that'll be interesting how that plays out but that's not that's besides sports so we're not gonna mm-hmm. talk about that um but we are gonna talk about the Minnesota twins here oh, yeah they added on two really good pieces, in my opinion. Yeah, um, which were uh, Rich Hill and Homer Bailey, both to one-year contracts. For Rich Hill, last year had a 2.45 ERA with 13 starts. And then Homer Bailey, in his last eight starts last year, had a 2.25 ERA. Um And I want to ask you, Jared, how do you think a these signings help the Twins and b how are well, they looking so now? Well, so
1: here's the thing with Rich Hill, he won't be back till probably the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. He said hip surgery, so right. he'll, he'll be out. But I believe it's a great great signing because uh, they lost uh, Kyle Gibson. Yeah. He came here to the Texas Rangers, and um, they're already building a very good baseball team. They have a decent yeah. lineup. And also, if you want to talk about rumors, supposedly the Twins have a four-year offer for Josh Donaldson. hmm So if they had him, they're the team to beat in yeah. the AL Central. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they won the division last year. The White Sox are looking really good right now. Oh, yes. They added, uh, let's
0: see. Grandall. Grandall. They got Mazzara from the Rangers. Also Edwin Encarnacion. Um, And then who was the pitching they just added? He's a big name.
1: They had Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, Gio Gonzalez was one of them. And then uh, they got Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel, that's who I'm thinking. And yeah, that was a big. Sign. They ha- they still have the best farm system. Well, I think they San have Diego one of the does. best farm systems. But they're all the, their top prospects are going to jump to the big leagues yeah. this year, so they should. On paper, they should be loaded. Now you want know, you
0: want to know that's uh, and I forgot about this whole thing. If you remember with that Fernando Tatis Jr. trade. He was originally on the White Sox. Yeah. So, imagine
1: if Tatis Jr. was still there. You'd have a loaded infield with Moncada at third. Yeah. And then Tatis at short. Don't forget Aloy Jimenez. Yeah. And then Luis Robert, who's the third best prospect of baseball, Roman center field. And you yeah. got Mazzara. No, they don't have Mazzara. Yeah, they do. They have Mazzara and right. They, they cool. have a team. They have they a, have a decent, team, yeah. decent bullpen. They should be able to be a wild card contender, yeah. in my
0: opinion. Um. We're gonna go on also uh, Cincinnati Reds this came out yesterday they uh, signed Japan outfielder Shogo uh, Akiyama to a three-year it's around a 15 to 20 million dollar contract his stats last year in Japan um, over 141 games he hit 303 with a 392 on base percentage and 471 slugging with 20 home runs and 62 RBIs. I mean, this is – the one thing we've seen this year is there has been a lot of international signings in free agency, more than in past years, um, especially with, like – because I know – who is it that got – the Rays, I'm pretty sure, got a first baseman from Japan.
1: I can't remember his name, but, yeah. I have it in my notes. They got one, and, you know, with Cincinnati getting this this guy, you know, they have a good outfield now, and um, the NL Central is in a a weird spot. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the Reds are like on the outside looking in. They're they're very close. They have a good farm system. And, you know, the whole issue with the Cubs is the general manager, Theo Epstein, is saying that they're willing to move one of their big guys, whether it's Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. I don't think they're going to trade Javier Baez. It'd be stupid to do that. But they got to move one of their guys. Mm -hmm. so whoever it is i feel like it's gonna be brian yeah all people and quite quite frankly if it's my opinion i believe if the rangers fail to land nolan arenado which i would probably place the odds of the rangers getting arenado probably about 60 percent. i think it's very likely it can happen i believe chris bryant will be traded here Mm -hmm. because we need a third baseman yeah
0: or if they're going to take – I don't know what the heck the Rangers are doing at this point because
1: they're thinking –
0: because uh, J.D. John Daniels is thinking about, well, you also have Josh Jung coming up in the organization. Yeah. So they're thinking you – because know, I know they're either debating, do we want to get a big guy now or do we want to wait for Jung to develop and get a replacement for right now and just fill the
1: hole? Because what I'm thinking is – see, here's what you can do. I don't, I don't know how how far off Jung is from making the big leagues. Probably he's about a college two years, kid Probably about two since years. Since he's a college kid. I'd say that's plenty of time to learn first base. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When, w- well, we have Guzman at first base. When can you land a talent like Nolan Arenado? That's true. That's true. Because, see, here's the thing. What team's going to be able to take on his $33 million contract? All of it. Yeah. The Rangers are about one of the only teams that can really yeah. do that.
0: And, I mean, yeah. It'll be interesting.
1: And it shouldn't... It, it will take quite a bit to get Nolan Arenado. Oh, for if sure. the Rangers, I mean, it's going to take a lot of the If the Rangers system. are willing to take um all of his money all of the contract that would not be a problem because see the rockies don't want to trade him to the dodgers because then they have to play him in the division exactly 19 yeah. times and if you trade him to the nationals which is another rumored team
0: now do you know what's funny about the nationals that i saw yesterday do you remember uh who gave up the runs in the game seven from the bullpen? Oh, yeah. They Will signed Harris. him. They signed the most ironic signing in the world. Yeah. I, I had to laugh for like a solid like two or three minutes because I was just like, that is the most yeah, he's ironic. he's the one who gave up that Kendrick home run. Yeah, that's exactly. I just think that's so ironic, like how the world comes back around.
1: Yeah, and, you know... I, I would think the Rockies would be hesitant to trade him into well, the I National Well, I definitely League think they are. Because then you're going to have to play him I maximum just, I think they're times. just hesitant to trade him in general because he's
0: the best third baseman yeah. in the game.
1: Now, the problem is they're on a rebuild stage. Right, right, right. Because, right. yes, they just gave him a crap load of money. But, but then he also has to opt out here in a and, couple of years. And I feel like if the Rangers are going to acquire him, they, they would need to, need to re- yeah. like renegotiate whether it is you bump up his pay and you say, "Hey, I think we're- they're going to say to wave off that um, the uh, they're going to have to do something out. for him and yeah. see this process with you know people who keep up with the Rangers this process of getting free agents it's over the next three years because over the next three years there's world class talent now the problem is can you land them right when they have the money to do that they just better pick pick somebody or yeah. else it's not going to go good." Yeah. Alrighty, So we're going
0: to take a very quick commercial break here. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the NCAA football, the bowl games that just happened, and just our predictions for how the college football playoff, the championship game, will be going. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. To announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit gagesgranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gages Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show.
2: Hey guys this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And we are back here on the Max Danielson
0: show where we left off we were talking about the winter classic of the NHL talking also a little bit about the NBA. Uh, and then finally we just uh, got done talking about the MLB and then some recent uh, free agent signings. So we'll go into college football here. Uh, the first thing that we have Clemson beating Ohio State uh, by the score of 29 to 23 in that game Trevor Lawrence went 18 for 33, 259 yards, two touchdowns as well one or seven rushing yards, and one rush TD. Um, Jared, my question right now is how do you picture Clemson going into this? Because Lawrence, again, has proven himself this season. At the fir- at the start of the season, didn't do too hot. He wasn't really the big guy. A lot of people thought the big guy was going to be Tua and then uh, Jalen Hurts. And then now when the playoffs have come up, he and especially then and then at the very tail end of the season, he's really proven himself to be – a very great QB and who could be a solid QB in the NFL.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's just like what people say about Tom Brady. He does not, he didn't start off as great in the regular season. Yeah. People were just like, I remember even reading articles after the first few games of the season. Will Dabo Sweeney make a change at quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, bench him for a couple games, but see, he turns it on when it matters the yeah, most. He really does. And I, I don't know if, You saw it, but I know there was a couple missed calls in that uh, game. Like one, that obvious pass interference call where Clemson defender had him wrapped up, and they reviewed it, didn't overturn the call. Yeah. Just a couple missed calls. And I think that's just the reason. It's it's the same thing kind of with
0: NFL. Like the refs don't want to be wrong. They don't. Even if they're wrong, they won't admit it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, you know, Clemson leading up to L- LSU uh, next Monday, mm-hmm. the 13th. i kind of iffy about it. I still think LSU will pull yeah. it off. I think it's going to be really close. Oh, it's
0: definitely going to be a good game. And speaking of LSU, we'll talk about this. LSU, the kindest words to put it was completely annihilated OU by the score of 63 to 28. Joe Joe Burrow, that game, had a phenomenal game. 29 for 39, 493 yards, seven touchdowns. And those
1: seven touchdown passes were in the first half.
0: Yeah, and speaking of which, Jordan Jefferson, he was one of the only players in a college bowl game to have four touchdowns, and he did that in the first half. Four touchdowns, 227 yards. I mean, what a game for him especially. But more so, Joe Burrow... He's making himself he's a big name. He's almost
1: clinched, in my, well, not my opinion, because I know a lot of people think this. He'll be the number one pick. Oh, Cincinnati yeah, I think will, will take him and be the guy that changes their franchise. Now, the question is, what do they do with Andy Dalton? Do uh, they just keep him around, or do they quite frankly to ship him I mean, out? I don't know. It depends on what they think, because, I mean, Joe Burrow probably is ready to start. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of, do they want him to learn under Andy Dalton? Because Andy Dalton's yeah. not a horrible quarterback. No, he's, he's a just, good he's a Decent Great, quarterback. Give, give him like I again. I don't know what Andy Dalton's contract status is, but if it's his last year, he will be Joe Burrow will be starting. Yeah. week one. Yeah, barring injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go on here.
0: Ironic here that when we were talking about the uh, Winter Classic at the Cotton Bowl, we'll talk about the Cotton Bowl right now. Uh, Penn State beat Memphis by the score fifty three to thirty nine. I mean, this was a big surprise in my opinion because Memphis had one heck of a season. Um, I know they're losing their head coach too. um, I believe he's going to Florida State if I'm not mistaken,
1: yeah, i all I know is you know Memphis plays in the A, or, uh, AAC. yeah, and you know, Penn State plays in one of the best, you know besides the s e c the big Ten, yeah, it's one of the best conferences in football, having to play Ohio State and Michigan mm-hmm. so you know they they play better uh competitions, so I really wasn't surprised that you know, they beat them as much Mm -hmm. as they did. Yeah. Um, and then going on, uh, I'm pretty
0: sure, pretty sure this is your team. The Florida Gators beat Virginia by the score of 36 to 28 in the orange bowl. Overall, Florida played a great game. Virginia. We heard about them. Like they beat Virginia tech for the first time. I believe it was in eight years, uh, clinched the, uh, ACC, if I'm not mistaken, had a pretty decent year overall. Um, but of course Florida's Florida
1: yeah I think I just think you know Florida's getting it figured out you know they really haven't been a great team ever since uh Tim Tebow left mm-hmm. They've been okay I just think they're I'm not saying they're back they're not college football playoff contention. not we'll by talk any means. about we'll talk about a team that's good that by any means I don't here think here they are but yeah they they're certainly if they if they made if they changed the playoff format to eight games, I think Florida would certainly be yeah. a team. Um, another team that uh in the Rose Bowl, Oregon beat Wisconsin by
0: the narrow score of 28-27. Pretty sure Oregon's QB is uh Justin Herbert. I'm yes. pretty sure had a great game, by the way. Um I saw a tweet from someone. Uh I mentioned this guy's name on the on the podcast here a lot because his name comes up frequently. That was my, I believe, second guest, Jackson Epps. Huh. He was talking about that Justin Herbert is or was it yeah, it was Justin Herbert, should be like the Top QB in the NFL draft,
1: you know, and I don't think before that's the before case. call it the season. I believe he was on the big yeah. board. He was the number one prospect, but nobody was expecting right Joe Burrow to do what he has. I mean, oh I, yeah, Joe I'm Burrow saying, came out of nowhere. I think Herbert's going to be picked fairly within high, yes. the top five because I bet Miami will probably take him.
0: Well, they need to. Yeah, I mean, unless they I decide to go Tua, unless well, they decide that Tua might not. Uh, I know that's what I, and that's one thing we forgot to. Heck, I mean, we are in college football right now, so we can talk about so, that. So, like, what I've heard is... That he's debating. Whenever yeah. this
1: comes out, I don't know the specific date, but on uh, January 6th, suppos- it's uh, Tuesday. I think it's next Tuesday. Yeah, next he's, Tuesday. He's, no, next uh, next Monday. Okay, whatever date it is. He's rumored to announce his plans, whether it's is he going to return for his senior season at Alabama. And I looked at the stats. He would... if. If he comes back to Alabama and you know plays like he did before he got injured, he would be getting at least 30 million dollars guaranteed. dang. if he gets picked in the first round, I can't remember the in the neighborhood of picks he'd be getting about 19 million dollars guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So is it do you want to make sure you get your 19 million guaranteed or do you want to take a take a chance and get 30?
0: Yeah I mean it's gonna be interesting plus in my opinion if he decides to stay, now he's got a, a lesser amount of QBs to deal with in the draft pool
1: cuz he will be a he will be a top pick, you know, oh, for somebody like able. uh you know, Indianapolis. I yeah. mean, they're they're going to need a quarterback. Uh you know, I don't it depends on who all gets their quarterback's needs addressed this yeah. draft. He'll certainly be a top pick with mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence next year. Um and
0: then talking about another one, uh Minnesota defeated Auburn in the Outback Bowl by a score of 31-24. Uh, Minnesota had a great year. I know that. Um Auburn has been kinda on the decline for the past while. Um we won't talk about that as much as the next game though. Uh being Alabama defeated uh Michigan in the Citrus Bowl by a score of thirty five to sixteen. No doubt we knew Alabama was gonna win this bowl. Yeah. Especially the fact Michigan is a very inconsistent team. Um, especially with their rivalry with I haven't, between Ohio State, which have not even seen that
1: um since John Harbaugh's is
0: it John or Jim? Uh, is Jim Harbaugh? I'm okay, not, if I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Jim. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Because John's on, with the Ravens. I'm yes, pretty
1: sure. that it is. It's Jim. It, Jim Harbaugh. Ever since he's been the head coach at Michigan, they haven't beaten Ohio State. Yeah, they haven't really had any like Success, great wins. Yeah. And you know Alabama, you're gonna go up against Alabama. Nick Saban, and, the I don't know one if you the- saw the video, but uh, Nick saving like, you know, if you've ever seen him get mad on the sidelines, he broke his headset one time, <laughs> yeah, and they were winning the game, and he's that into it. <laughs> yeah, he's like
0: Bill Belichick. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I believe next year if Tua comes back, Alabama's going to be a serious team to look for. But we'll talk about another team here. If they are back, as they said last year they're going to be back, and clearly they weren't. That is the Texas Longhorns. They defeated number 11 Utah in the Alamo Bowl by the score of 38-10. Sam Ellinger in the game went 12 for 18, 201 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. The question, Jared, is Texas back? No. That's, that's exactly no, what I'm saying. Because they got to beat OU. Mm-hmm. And OU has a great, a very, very, very good recruiting class coming
1: in. And the problem is, you know, the biggest team they play is OU. Yeah. yeah, they have... Or a, Baylor. Or, or Baylor. Baylor, yes. Forgot about them. Speaking of which, they were great, too. Mm-hmm. They oh, were great. really good. And, you know, they just... They've got to string together a solid three years. Yeah. They're not back. They don't play the great competition that other people have. They, well, I mean, it's also the Big 12. Yeah, like, Yeah, exactly.
0: It's a, it's a conference known for no defense.
1: No, I, I say they probably got another five years. Yeah.
0: Before All right, that's really a good back. estimate. That's a good... That's a fair... Uh, assessment there so we're going to take one more quick break when we come back we're going to be talking a little bit about the nfl especially with the recent news of jason garrett
2: so you don't want to miss that so don't go anywhere we will be right back the max danielson show is proud to announce gage's granite as an official sponsor
0: for the saturday podcast Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit Gage'sGranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gage's Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson
2: Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best-on-the-market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 and Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back
0: here to the Max Danielson Show, where we left off. We talked just a little bit about college football and as well, the big bowl games this week. So we're going to be talking about the NFL and the big thing that came up. So yesterday, Redskins fired Bruce Allen, but more sp- Importantly, they hired their brand-new head coach, Ron Rivera. In my opinion for the Redskins... Now, what I've said about Ron Rivera is he's a very inconsistent coach. He knows how to manage a game, but he's shown that it's very inconsistent at times. But when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, for the Redskins, this is overall a really, really yeah, good hire. because
1: Rivera is one of the most well, well-respected coaches oh, heck in yeah. the league. Don't get me I mean, wrong. I, I really like Ron Rivera yeah. as a coach. It's just that he's inconsistent. I just don't think, you know, with Carolina... Yeah, they had Cam Newton. They've had recently with Christian McCaffrey's being the best running back in the league, in my yeah. opinion. Um, we're gonna talk
0: about him too in here in a sec.
1: You know, they weren't re- like yeah, they've had you know decent teams up there, but this year they were just so pl- injury plagued. Like mm-hmm. they had Keekly. I believe Keekly was out for a little bit. Yeah, he was. I, Cam Newton's missed playing sure all Olsen but three was games. out for Wilson was out for quite some time. It's just you know. They've always been bit by the injury bug yeah. when it was, especially Newton, convenient, which huh? stinks because Newton overall, like if you look at his
0: game, like on paper, he's a really, really good quarterback. He has some of the best talent
1: in the NFL, but just his injuries have just plagued and his career. I believe like in, in the Panthers have always had like a great defense under Rivera, and I think he will emphasize that with the. Um, Redskins because yeah. they've all they've had they had a decent defense I mean it's yeah. kind of hard to it's kind of hard when you're you always know. on the field yeah kind of like the same thing with the Chicago Bears they had a great defense last year and they kind of did this year but when the offense is constantly giving you three and outs yeah it's like you sit you're sitting on the bench for what maybe five two, minutes ten nah, minutes two three minutes maybe and you know I, I forgot who his offensive coordinator was but it was a big name offensive coordinator that he brought Rivera brought in Oh, yeah. Um, actually,
0: I totally forgot who it was. No, I got. I know exactly who you're talking about. He was a big-name guy. Let me uh, pull that up here for just one second.
1: In, in this hiring, I'm not saying it makes the Redskins a good team. It's a process.
0: Yeah. It was uh, ah Jack Del Rio. That's who it was. Defensive coordinator. Jack
1: Del Rio is one of the best defensive minds there is. And yeah, I know. Rivera is a, a defensive-minded coach, so you pair that with two great defensive coaches. That's that's a recipe for success. You just got to find a stud offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, so for the Cleveland
0: Browns, they parted ways with their GM John Dorsey. We knew that was eventually going to happen, yeah. but what surprised me was that they fired their head coach Freddie Kitchens after one year and going six to ten. While the past year they had um, Hugh Jackson, Hugh, Hugh Jackson, who in his I want to say three or four years he only won
1: three games, accumulated four,
0: three wins.
1: Yeah, and they I'm kept it. They, kept, they, fired him, him so they quickly. kept him they kept uh Hugh Jackson after an own sixteen season. Yeah. And I'm surprised they fired Freddie Kitchens. Now my, my thing is supposedly and again it's kind of hard to know what, what's true and what's not. But I heard he lost the locker room, which you know, if you lose the locker room, if that's true, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it is. And um they did have sky high expectations with Odell Beckham and Nick Chubb led the league in rushing and mm-hmm. they're expecting a huge sophomore year from Baker Mayfield and that didn't turn out.
0: Yeah, well, it really didn't and that's the one thing like I want Baker to succeed because he's the sober Johnny Manziel which but I'm starting to think Johnny I'm starting
1: to think he's just going to be another quarterback I think that's he really failed. is.
0: I think he really will be because he's just so inconsistent. Like he has the talent, don't get me wrong, but he's just inconsistent as hell. Yeah. Um We'll talk about also same division these next two topics NFC East. Uh, Giants fired Pat Schumer after going nine and twenty three. His entire stint with the Giants. Who the Giants will hire? That'll be interesting. I have a very
1: very good idea.
0: You of think who it'll, it'll be, be? You think it'll be Jason Garrett? Yes, I have a. I would. have a strong
1: it. feeling that it would be. And you know, Pat Schumer, I, I, I understand why he was fired. They only he only won nine games in three yeah, years. Yeah, nine games. Um, uh, I w- I didn't have big expectations for them this year you know Saquon Barkley was out what four or five games something like that and you know Daniel Jones you know your Eli's contract comes off the books you're building your team around Daniel and and Saquon Saquon. and it's going to be a process and I feel like Jason Garrett might be I could definitely see it a good coach for them for the next years. So I five definitely years. think now
0: this is a perfect transition going into the Jason Garrett firing. Now the Cowboys haven't officially released everything. This is all from ESPN, which take it or leave it is I
1: it's guess it's a you, pretty reliable source. It's a reliable source. I, I but would yeah. I would not fully trust it yet. I'm I'm kinda like I'd probably say it's probably about eighty percent chance he yeah. has been let go. Like, it's not that they fired him. It's just his they contract. They told him they're, gonna they're just not going to renew his exactly. contract. Yeah. And I believe it's three
0: years too late. Yes, for sure. But now, and what we've been talking about here, I feel that personally, no matter where the Cowboys go at this point, it's not going to be
1: better. No. It really won't be. Because they're thinking
0: about what we were talking of, about. Think is, of it.
1: Since Bill Parcells, Wade Phillips was a downgrade. Yeah. Then... Jason Garrett was a downgrade from Will, uh, Wade Phillips. So what what is that? What's the downgrade from Jason Garrett? My opinion is it's maybe Chris Richard. Yeah. Who has zero NFL coaching yeah. experience. Now, if it and was... if they
0: bring in Mike McCarthy, for example, it's not that Mike McCarthy's a bad coach or anything. I mean, because honestly, for three quarters, he's a decent coach. But when you get to the fourth quarter, he just says, screw Quite it. Quite frankly, and he decides I think the to...
1: big name that I think that and I, I again, I don't know what their thing is. Look, Cleveland's and Cleveland's head coaching search, they want somebody who is who has NFL experience. Yeah. So it seems to me that Mike McCarthy is probably going to be their next head coach. Yeah, I could definitely see. And that. I just think that you know, with the Cowboys, they're they're going to offer an absurd amount of money to either Urban Meyer or Lincoln Riley. And I don't think those two are going to leave. I I don't I, think. I, I don't think Lincoln Riley will, but I think Urban Meyer might I know he likes what he does with Fox for college football, yeah. but there's a chance he might after he come if he if he doesn't come, who's the who's available? I think they would then do their
0: offensive coordinator if I'm not mistaken. Like Kellen Moore? Yeah. I or the who's also the
1: it's either Chris Richard's the guy that everybody talks about for yeah. but see he's also been being interviewed for um coaching somewhere. Yeah. I think it was New York. New York even wanted him. But I've heard, I don't even know the guy's name, the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, mm-hmm. whoever that is. I don't know his name. That's yeah, another know, guy yeah. that's rumored to come here. But mm-hmm. here's the problem. You know, I wanted them to at least interview Ron Rivera, yeah. say,
0: hey. That's what I thought. I thought that would have been a good – it definitely would have been downgrade, don't get me wrong,
1: but it at least would have been But here's okay the problem. Signing. But here's the problem with that. Ron Rivera is not the coach that will kiss Jerry Jones' butt. You're going to have to find a coach that's going to be like, Ron Rivera is a guy that Dan Snyder is going to be like, what do you want? Do you want – who do you want? How much money do you want to spend in free agency? Okay, I'll give it to you.
0: Yeah, Jerry Jones doesn't do that. No, no. He's going to say, you're going to spend my money and how much I want to get. And
1: on who I want you to get.
0: And Jason Garrett was fine with that. No coach, in my opinion – that's would, in the draft pool right now, we'll do that. Working,
1: yes, working for the Dallas Cowboys would be a tremendous honor. Yes. one of the most historic franchises in the league, or well, really, in the world. But no one wants to kiss. But no Jerry one Jones. wants to. No one wants to work with a boss that sucks like yeah. Jerry does. And that's why
0: I think the Cowboys won't be competing for Super Bowl until the day Jerry Jones dies.
1: And I believe that's. And even the case. so, or steps away, which that's not ever going to happen. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, we'll talk about here. Famous Jameis Winston. A thirty interception, thirty touchdown season. It's great when you have him as your fantasy QB and as well he's also your but opponent's
1: QB. I don't know if you saw or read, but the head coach, Bruce Arians, came out and said publicly, we can win games without Jameis Winston. Damn that is not Yeah, that's not good a good sign. It's not good. So it makes makes me believe that they're going to move on, and I probably would, because there's terrible. I mean, those numbers just prove how yeah. inconsistent he is, and how many times. I, mean, I didn't really ever watch them because they've sucked, but how many? I I wonder how many times he had would have been interceptions. Yeah, that were just missed. Yeah, <laughs>
0: probably would have been more honestly. Yeah, um, we'll talk about here who we were talking about earlier. Christian McCaffrey became the third player in NFL history to rush. And receive 1,000
1: yards. And I believe he is the best running back in the game. Oh, 100%. And either that or Mark Ingram. I believe it's, um, in my opinion, top three. I mean, Elliott's top five. I don't think he's top three. I go McCaffrey, Kamara, well, uh, Barkley. Barkley. I know Barkley's not on a good team, but he's still one of the best in the game. And I think you could throw Kamara up there. Kamara or Ingram, I would say. Yeah. Because Ingram's had a great year, too. Killing it up there. And. I guess you could say Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook played. Yeah, he's been doing really too. But McCaffrey, I mean, led led the team in receiving Mm -hmm. as a running back. That's absurd. Yeah, a thousand yards for a running back—that is crazy. Don't
0: forget, also one thousand yards as a receiver too. On top of that,
1: he's he's going to be one of the. I believe when he's all set and done, he's going to be one of the best running backs to ever for play. For sure. I would Barring injury, that. he'll be one of the best running backs yes. ever. Because
0: that's the one thing about running backs. They only stay in the year for two or three years because of that amount of injury that they have and wear and tear on their body.
1: Yeah, and thank goodness he has not had
0: yes, thank severe injuries. Because it's fun watching him play. I also had him on my fantasy team, which was a uh,
1: I, blessing. My big guy on my fantasy. I I lucked out with picking Nick Chubb.
0: Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. Leading
1: the league in rushing. I had Adam Thielen, which was great for the most part. And then when he's at
0: least going to get you your points. And
1: then when he was hurt, that yeah. I had to find alternate ways. And lucky pick, I picked up Brown, uh, whatever his first name is, off of Tennessee. Oh, I picked him up. Brown, I'm pretty sure. I picked him up.
0: I picked him up at the late and end of the season. He's I, been doing I
1: ended up winning the league with Michael Thomas and uh, Nick Chubb. Now, I'm pretty the sure – let me make sure that At least A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Brown. Yep, that's it. And, uh, you know, in this playoffs, is going to be amazing. Oh, it will. It'll. Cause and,
0: hey, perfect transition again. Let's talk about playoff predictions. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is really not going to go that far?
1: I cannot bet against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think no one can, and it's it's awesome that you know Baltimore beat them in the regular season. But we know when Brady gets in the postseason, because
0: he becomes a truly different beast. It's, it's hypotheticals,
1: yes, but what what if Brady turns it on? Like yeah. he turns into a 25 year old Brady? Yeah, in his prim- well, technically just gunslinging prime.
0: the football down the field he again,
1: owns every Super Bowl record, is the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm, I would I would debate yes. that with just about anybody. And, um, you know, last year, for example, no one expected them to beat Kansas City in the yeah. playoffs. They did. And then they went on to play the worst Super Bowl in NFL history, and, for sure. you know, people last year were talking about it. And they're doing it this year, too, saying, is this the downfall of the Patriots' dynasty? They're saying that last year. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Are they going to say that this year? I mean, I think it will be harder for them to get Especially there Especially now year. that
0: they don't have Gronk. Yeah. That's another and, big thing.
1: And I, quite frankly, if you're asking me for a Super Bowl pick... I'm leaning towards it being two former Patriot quarterbacks. Mm. I would say New England and San Francisco. Wow. Okay. Because That's interesting. I, again, and I get, you know, it's probably going to be the way I looked at the um, playoffs, the conference final or championship, I guess yeah. is what they call conference it. championship, yeah. So in the ASC title game, it will probably be uh, Baltimore and New England. Depending on how well, because uh, the way I looked at the path, I think it's. Uh, gosh, who is it? Baltimore would get the winner of uh, the lower seed game, which is a four and five. Who is that? Is that that's
0: Houston? It's Houston and. Um, oh lord, who
1: was that?
0: Um, it's one. It's the it's the other wild card team. It's but the first wild card team. Who is it? Oh, I'm trying
1: to. Yeah, oh, I got it. I'm pulling it up, but.
0: But because yeah. I know for NFC it's Seahawks and then Vikings for the wild cards. I'm trying to think. Titans. Oh no, the Bills. Bills. That's Bills. The Bills. Yeah, that's so, the Bills. So
1: the um, the uh, Ravens would get the winner of the Texans and Bills. Or one.
0: or if somehow the six seed comes out and, and wins, then they would and get them.
1: Somehow beats New England, which yeah. I don't know if Tennessee can beat New England. Yeah. But if they did, that would be certainly crazy it now definitely in, would in my opinion now in the nfc i think and i i know you may like hearing this coming from me but i think in the nfc championship again i'm not looking at the brackets so i don't know how it'll turn out yeah i think green seeing green bay and san francisco to me it's it's new england or green bay versus in san francisco yeah but the
0: problem here's my thing about green bay I just think they're just inconsistent, but I know how playoffs work and they turn it up.
1: And that's I my that thing is do. is yes, it's inconsistent, but it gets results. As long as his results are there, that's all that matters. Yeah. So if they get that done, I I I just my thing is is as great as Drew Brees is, he doesn't really do what he does in the regular season in the playoffs. Yeah. I get last year they got screwed on that pass interference call. I get that. But he doesn't play as great in the playoffs as he does in um, in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like, it's great, all the stats that he has in the regular season. But if you add all of Tom Brady's stats, playoffs and um, regular season, and add all of Drew Brees' playoffs and uh, regular season, Tom Brady hasn't beaten almost every single category yeah. by quite a bit. Yeah. So... When I look into stats, I take account of everything that that guy does. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's going to be interesting for the playoffs. And I think with that being said, this is going to wrap up another episode of the Max Danielson Show. Jared, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an honor to have you on, especially being my former co-host of Jam Sports. It's tradition around here that I ask the guests if they have any last words to say
1: before we wrap it up. I I really don't have much. I'm just... Looking forward to the second part of the NHL season. Hopefully the Blackhawks make the playoffs, which I'm (laughs) highly doubting that ever happens. But looking forward to a great um, NFL playoffs and looking forward to the new season at the new ballpark for the Rangers. Yeah, that'll be fun. And the XFL. Don't Don't forget forget the
0: XFL. (laughs) Yes, sir. That'll be fun to watch. So that's going to do it for today's episode as I thank you for myself, Max Danielson. And as always, have a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you, wherever or whenever you may be watching. Thanks, y'all, and see you next week.